Hi, everyone. I know recently we announced we were going to two episodes a week and then three episodes a week. But you know what? There are just too many episodes. So we are going to back to five episodes a week. Still a reduction from seven, but there were just too many interviews scheduled, and I didn't want to make all the authors wait for too long. So I hope you can keep up with me. Listen to one a week as you're on your way to work or on your way home or putting your kids to bed or whatever it is you're doing. Moms don't have time to read books now five times a week. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hi, I'm Zivi Owens, and you're listening to Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. This 30-minute podcast features a new author interviewed by me every single day, 365 days a year for about 30 minutes. I am also the publisher for Zibby Books, which publishes 12 books a year in fiction and memoir. Our books are already out now. You can check it out on zibbybooks.com. And we have a magazine called Zibby Mag, where we have lots of wonderful essays and lifestyle features. That's at zibbymag.com. We have classes at zibbyclasses.com. And I recently opened a bookstore in LA called Zibby's Bookshop at 1113 Montana Avenue at 11th Street in Santa Monica. I hope that you are able to enjoy some of our other offerings. But this here podcast is the basis of all of it and started in 2018. And no matter what I do, this is basically my favorite thing. Enjoy. Maud Ventura is the author of My Husband, a novel. Maud is 30 years old and lives in Paris. She led the podcast division of one of France's major radio stations and speaks fluent English. My husband is her first novel. Welcome, Maud. Thank you so much for coming on Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books to discuss my husband. Thank you so much for having me. Well, it's my pleasure. I feel like I should attempt to speak my high school French to you at this point, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Please do. I will feel less bad about my, about my English if you speak French as well. 
I, my French is horrifyingly bad. I can under at this point, I feel like I can understand when people speak French, but I can't like remember the words. So, anyway, but we can we can go back and forth. Okay, my husband, this was so great. And by the way, I did not see the ending coming. At oh, all. good. Totally <laughs> did not see that coming. So that was like a huge surprise. But anyway, can you please tell listeners what your book is about? Yes, sure. So my book is called My Husband, and it's a story of a 40-year-old woman who is just perfect. She has a perfect life, the perfect husband, two kids, a nice nice home. But the problem is that she's crazy in love with her husband. She lives for him. Everything she does is for him, and she just goes crazy. I don't know how to say that, but she... Yeah, she's madly in love. Too much. Yes, emphasis on the madly. (laughs) Yes. So her husband, through her love and sort of obsession with him, honestly, she keeps this journal, this notebook where she records everything, all these things that as as spouses or partners, we kind of keep a mental tally of, he did this, what about this? I don't know, what about this? I'm annoyed about this. But she writes it all down (laughs) in her own book. Tell me about that decision as one of the many ways. uh, Yes, I feel she's just like you and me, but far worse. It's like it's you and me, but the worst version without any limits. And I wanted to go too far. So I can write something that everyone thinks about, but no one really dare to do it actually in the real world. But I really wanted to put emphasis on what's real and what is untold most of the times. So uh, I will get mad because my boyfriend said something I was upset about and I will get very angry with him. But usually I don't talk about it. I just say nothing. But in the book, I go too far and I write it down and I get mad and I punish him at the end of the day. And it's what I love about fiction. You can write anything you want and you can go too far even if it's not really realistic, I guess. That's true. I love the fight they have over whether or not to close the shutters and how one of them was like, well, you can, she's like, well, of course you can sleep when it's light out because I saw you sleeping in the morning. And (laughs) what couple hasn't had a discussion about this? You know, my husband loves to keep all the blinds open and I'm like, but then I can't sleep. And then I get up at the crack of dawn and he's like, you get up at the crack of dawn anyway. So what does it matter? (laughs) So it's always one of those, just like one of those things, which of course, if you don't really address the root cause, which of course is sort of what I think is permeating through this whole book. If you don't get to the bottom of it, then all the little things just make the big things sort of fester and fester and, and explode. And also they don't communicate because you can tell your husband, okay, can we find a middle point? Can we find like compromise and do something that works for both of us? But in her marriage, they don't talk. She doesn't say a word and she keeps everything in herself, which I think is very bad and toxic. Where did this idea come from with you? Yeah. So when I started writing writing the book, I was 25 and I was madly in love with my boyfriend at the time. And we just moved in uh, together in a little apartment in Paris where I live. And I was really upset because I was like I am madly in love with him and I feel like 
what's going to happen next because we live together. It's the end of the story. But I was keep being madly in love as if we've been together for like two weeks and something was wrong. And I was obsessed with him. I thought he was perfect. And it was really an unbalanced relationship. So the starting point of the fiction was what I was going through my love life, but I really needed fiction because I can't write about myself. I don't know how to do that. I really need to use my imagination. So I created this character, this woman. So she's tall, she's blonde, she's <laughs> everything I am not, obviously. And I wanted for her those, to be... Wait, for those people yes. listening, um, Maud has dark brown hair and I can't tell how tall you are, but I don't know. No, I'm not very tall. <laughs> I'm petite. As okay. we say in France, I mean, I wanted her to be very different from me. And at the time I, I was 25 and she was 40. So in my life, she was like so old and she had all this life, uh, like a home and two kids. It was very exotic to me. I was still a student. So the starting point was my life. And then I really needed fiction to go further and investigate what uh, was keeping up, uh, keeping me up at night, I guess. And so what happened with the guy? He dumped me. <laughs> oh, no, no, but it's for the best. So um, actually, uh, we stayed together for like three years and I've been writing my husband for three years. So like my book was what was I was writing during the relationship and the ending, we can't talk about the ending, but I was able to put a last word in my novel when we broke up and I understood what was going on in the relationship, but I can't say more. But Dang. Okay. Wow. I feel like we need to do a deeper dive over <laughs> a cup of coffee or something. <laughs> yeah. It's like all the ins and outs of this relationship. Of course, it's none of my business, but. <laughs> when did you start writing fiction? When did you realize that was the way that you needed to process things in the world? Mm, maybe two years earlier. So I was maybe 22 or 23. I was actually living in New York at the time and I had a lot of spare time. And I was actually writing a master degree in philosophy. I was studying philosophy at Columbia University for one year. And I loved doing research, but I was really attracted to fiction because when you write fiction, you can write whatever you want. You don't have to be precise. You don't have to quote your sources. You don't have to be like true. And no one will ever be upset with me if I write, write something in fiction that is not true. If I exaggerate, if I not very accurate. And so I felt like fiction was really freedom to me. Wow. And so this is your first book. This is crazy. And how do you feel? It came out in France first and now it's coming to the States or it has come to the States. I know I just saw it in my bookstore. Tell me what it's like having this sort of land in such a big way. It was very unexpected first. And um, this book just changed my life. It changed everything. Uh, no, now I am working on my second novel. So I have the freedom to write full-time, which is just insane. And um, it was very strange and bizarre and uncanny because in France, we don't have agent 
you know, when you're a, a writer. You, I just wrote my manuscript and then I send it to publishing houses and then I got published. But really when I was writing, I had no idea that someone will ever read it. Like really, I had no clue and I couldn't know because they get like thousands of manuscripts and then they're going to publish maybe one or two. So what were the odds? Like it couldn't happen. So I was really thinking like, okay, I'm going to write this manuscript because it's really important to me. And then I will write a second one and then a third one. And eventually something maybe will come out of it. But so at the same time, it, it was really like freedom because I could write whatever I wanted because I really thought that no one would ever read <laughs> my, my book. So it was really like a special time for me. Wow. So what does it feel like now knowing that people will read what you're writing? It feels very different, but I feel like I have to forget that I have readers waiting for me to get like this freedom back of writing what feels really true to me. Amazing. So can you talk about your next book? Or no? Not yet. Not yet. Not okay. yet. <laughs> but yeah, I'm putting uh, all my heart in it. That's amazing. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to read it. So you led, or you used to lead the podcast division? Yes. Some major radio stations in France. Tell me more about that and your experience with podcasting yourself and now being on this podcast and all that. <laughs> It's crazy. So yes, I have two passions. I have writing, literature, and also podcasts and radio. So um, when I was a student, I really didn't know what I wanted to do with my life. And in my mind, being a writer was not a full-time job. I changed my mind about that. Now it's my full-time job. But at the, at the time, it was more of a dream and not very, not a career. So I started writing, uh, working in a big radio company in France, and I started I started uh, listening to podcasts, actually American podcasts, because uh, there are so much more podcasts to choose from uh, in the US. And um, I was listening at the time to the podcast called Dear Sugar from Cheryl's yeah. uh, Trade. I am a huge fan. And so, yes, podcast was a part of my life. And then it became my job. And then my book, my first book was published. So I kept working for the first year, but then it became too big with the promotion, going to Italy to promote the book, going to London. And so I couldn't keep doing everything because I was doing the promotion, writing my second novel and working a full-time job in the podcast um, division. So I eventually quit my job, but I really love podcasts. So, and I, I know you do too. So I do, I do, I do. I love, I love, I love the ability to just talk with anybody. I mean, where are you today? I'm looking out your window. You must be like, yeah. where are you? You're in some beautiful, I don't know. Where are you? In the South of yeah. France? I am in the Alps, in the mountains. Oh my gosh. Wow. Yeah. Well, there, there goes my geography. <laughs> and yeah. you are in Los Angeles, which and is I'm in crazy. Los Angeles. Yes. <laughs> also, I know I should take my laptop and show you the mountains behind me too. I'll show you we are across the world. But Oh, wow. Yeah. In the mountains of Los Angeles. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I know, right? It's like crazy. What are we doing talking to each other here? But anyway, yeah, I think it's amazing. It's like magic. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all have stuff we need to get off our chests. Even if we don't think it's interfering with our daily life, there are some things you just haven't processed be it grief or trauma, eating disorders, anything, it might be time to work on those things. And I have a solution for you. Therapy. Online therapy by BetterHelp. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. I took the brief questionnaire online where there were, I don't know, 20 questions. It didn't take long at all, maybe three minutes. And then I got matched with a therapist who could help me work on whatever. I picked trauma because... Even though it happened in 2001, I am somehow still not over the loss of my friend on 9-11. And it is what it is. BetterHelp is going to help, and I am so excited, especially because with my special code, instead of $80 a month, it is 10% off, $72 a month, which is so much less than traditional therapy, and you'll get a perfect therapist for you. There are 35,000 therapists to choose from, so you'll find the right one. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash moms don't have time today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash moms don't have time. I love the description of a 40-year-old woman with with two kids and a husband is exotic. I think that is the nicest thing anyone's ever said about this stage of life. As time has passed, you know, have you and as you have talked, I'm sure, to more and more women and everything. Like, how how has that perception changed, if at all? Well, some women told me, "I loved your book, but I can tell you don't have kids because <laughs> if you had kids, you would never write something like that because the character is not very loving with right. uh, two kids. She's very cold." And she's not very into motherhood. Mm. And I felt that I could write that because I don't have kids. So, and I, and, and I am 30 now and I really want to have kids, uh, kids one day. And I feel like if I have kids one day, I will not be able to write some of the things that I wrote in my first novel. So being 25 and being like, being so far away from this life of having a husband, a home, kids, make it easier to be bad and to be complex and ambivalent about motherhood. Wow. Yeah, your your character is, the kids are like an afterthought. You know, they're yes. like an, an inconvenience or an afterthought. And yes, 
if, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe some, I mean, some women who are mothers feel this way. I don't know who they are, but maybe they're hopefully, I don't know, whatever. Everybody has a different view on motherhood yes. and, and the relationship of the husband. And I don't know, the advice my mother always gave me, was like, your kids are always going to be there. You have to focus on your husband. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. The kids are like drooling on the floor about <laughs> to like tumble down a staircase. Like my husband's a grown man. Of course, then we got divorced. So I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> I think they're, I think the pendulum has swung so far the other way that it's kind of refreshing to read a story like this where you're like, wait, what? You don't have to like be obsessed with your kids. You could potentially be obsessed with your husband. And also, I guess French women tend to be a lot more focused on their love life and husband and relationship and not so focused on their kids because I have some of of my girlfriends who have kids and I feel like they really fight to keep the, the flame and the passion with their husband after the kids uh, come along the way. So maybe it's also cultural. Mm-hmm. French women are so cool. You, they no. just... <laughs> we are also very cold, <laughs> so I'm not sure. <laughs> oh my gosh. Do you still listen to podcasts and which ones? And also, what do you like to read in your spare time? Yeah, so I listen to a lot of podcasts and I love interviews and discussion, especially because I get very inspired and I feel it's crazy because when you listen to podcasts, you can listen to like strangers talking about their life. In France, we have a podcast called Transfer and it's just someone saying a story. You don't know who he is. You don't know who this person is. And it's just like a story first narrative person and um, so I listen to this podcast every week and it gives me really like insights into people's minds and as a writer it's amazing to be able to have access to intimate thoughts and I also um, listen to podcasts about money it's more and more popular in France we have a podcast called Histoire d'Argent uh, stories about money and it's just people uh, uh, telling stories about how they feel about money. So what they want to spend their money for, what they want to, are they afraid of not having enough money or are they feeling abundance? And I think it's very interesting. So I just listened to various podcasts and I'm, I deeply regret that Dear Sugar don't exist anymore. I miss this podcast a lot. And then, um, yes, I read a lot as well, but I don't read in English a lot. I read to French literature a lot. Wow. And have you noticed any big differences between publicity and all and events and all of that stuff in the US versus in Europe? Oh, yes. In the US, everything is so well organized. We were in France. I feel like we are amateurs, you see, because um, in France, uh, you have my publicist sending me like very detailed emails with the dates and you have forms to fill with all the info and everything is very uh, precise. And when you have a meeting, it starts on time and it's finished on time. Whereas in France, it's just like, I have my publicist over the phone and we talk about it and then we hang up and then they will they will ask for my info like twice a day. 
even if they already have the info. So um, I feel in the US, it's, yeah, it's so professional. And, and I said to my French editor, we are amateur. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good to hear, I guess. I mean, that's that's a nice uh, nice vote of confidence for our efficiency yeah. here. <laughs> yeah. Is your next novel, where is your next novel set? Can you even say that? In Los Angeles. No way. Interesting. Oh, yes. <laughs> well, you would need any on-the-ground research or descriptions or anything. Let me know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I would love that. <laughs> and what's going on with your love life? Are you in a relationship now? Can I ask? Yes, I am. And I'm very happy. And also, I realized that the love I am describing in my husband is not the love I long for anymore. Because in my husband is very passionate and they don't talk to each other and she's sad all the time, but she's madly in love, but also crazy sad all the time with really uh, lots of ups and downs. And I feel like now I am 30 and I want something calm and with trust because in my husband, they don't trust each other at all. And uh, she goes through through her husband's things and she reads uh, email, uh, his emails and stuff like that. And I don't want that anymore. So um, I feel like I, I came with, in terms with what passion is and the limits of it. If you want, especially if you want to have a family and if you want to build something, I want to build something on trust, communication, and not on passion and destruction. So yes, I am in love, but not madly enough. Very in love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> you, had, you had a line in the book about the solitaire diamond and how it was, solitaire was such an interesting word choice because there is that feeling that can come with being in a marriage where you feel completely isolated and alone, which I thought was really beautiful. Yeah, because I feel like usually you think that if you are single, you are lonely. And if you are in a relationship, well, you're not lonely because we're so, you, you are with someone. But I have never felt lonelier than with the man I was with at the time. I feel like you can be two in a bed and feel lonely as if you were in the middle of the desert. So, yes, it was very important to me to... Because when you have it all, you I had the perfect boyfriend. He was in love with me. I was in love with him. Like on paper, everything was perfect. But I wanted to point out that even if on paper everything is perfect, you can feel lonely as hell. And you you have the right to be unhappy and to say you are unhappy because relationship and being in love doesn't mean, doesn't necessarily mean being happy. You can be in love and feel unhappy and lonely. So, yes. Well, it's so important because a lot of people do feel that way and they don't talk about it because it's not like the accepted thing to say, like people, yes. I don't know, or maybe just to their closest friends. But I think you shining a light on this and realizing, you know, showing people that it doesn't have to necessarily be this way or that at least you should acknowledge that this is what's happening. And I yes. then and figure out how you want to handle it. And I think that's like the first step. So anyway, yeah. Maude, congratulations. I really love chatting with you and I'm Thank so excited so for everything you have to come. And I hope you enjoy your time in the Alps and all of your success to come. 
Thank you so much. It was so great uh, chatting with you. And if I have questions about Los Angeles, I will email you. <laughs> you. I'm here. I'll be your staff. <laughs> okay. Thank you All so right. much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at Zibby Owens and at Moms Don't Have Time to Read Books. Also sign up for my newsletter at ZibbyOwens.com and sign up for my virtual book club and meet lots of authors on Zoom every other week. Thanks so much to Steve and Ryan at Texture Sound for the sound editing. And thank you to Morning Moon Productions for providing this fantastic intro and outro music. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.